Blog Talk Radio. It's the Recruiting Animal, Recruiting Animal here on May 31st, 2017, the last day of May. And you know what? A lot of people like to make fun of this show just because it's lively. They say it's like a a circus full of clowns. But I got to tell you something. There's a lot of gurus on this show, gurus. And sometimes they say profound things. And I remember that Jerry, Jerry once told us that the key to being a good recruiter is being able to take a $50,000 punch in the stomach. You know why? Because sometimes everything can seem to be going well. You've got a lot of hires that are just about to happen and boom, suddenly it all goes wrong and you know what you still got to come into work the next day or after lunch right I was thinking about that yesterday and I saw the connection between Jerry's dictum and the age-old practice of meditation here's what meditation is really about it's training you to stay calm when you feel bad when you've taken that punch in the stomach, right? And you know what? You don't have to close your eyes and sit in a special posture for an hour to do that. No, you just have to breathe calmly for a little while when you feel bad or when you feel irritated or when you're bored, you're standing in a line. But here's the thing. You got to do it a million times, a million times. And that is the key to success, right? In recruiting and everything else as well. So don't you forget it. And you heard it here on Jerry. Jerry, what show is this? The Recruiting Animal Thank you, Jerry. Hey, Jerry. Okay. And I also want to thank my sponsors, Martin Snyder of PC Recruiter, the Swiss Army Knife of recruiting software. Isn't that ingenious? He made that up himself. And Nin Tran, Nin with an H at the end, of Hire Tool, the hot new sourcing tool. Okay. And before we get going today, Jerry's on the road. He's going to be here. Maybe he's here now. I don't know. But he's traveling to Fort Wayne. He's, he's in his car. Uh, <laughs> usually he's in his truck. I had to think about it. But you know what? Jim Durbin is going to take Jerry's place at the beginning of this show because he's got, a, he's got something happening that he wants to tell us about. Jim Durbin, are you here? Yes, sir. I okay, go, go ahead. Loud as you can. Right. So uh, I'm launching something today. It's called the Sourcing Work Lab. I've, um, for those who don't know, I've trained some 9,000 recruiters since leaving the original recruiting.com. And uh, I decided I wanted to try to scale up and teach people how to do, do it differently. 
So this is a monthly subscription service exclusively for third-party staffing firms. They call in. They, they sign up for the month. And they're calling in every Monday. We'll do live candidate search and show them how to do their actual jobs for 90 minutes. It's uh, set up with a training program so people can come once a week or they can send one person for four times a month. And it's, it's how you're supposed to train. It changes habits over time. It's live action because it's a scheduled every Monday. They'll okay, let up. me ask you a question. I'm going to help you just like I have to help everybody, okay? I let you talk right. for two minutes too much. Okay, so you've got these Monday afternoon sessions for a, an hour and a half, right? And the, yes. the class, the class members, do they suggest their problem searches to you and you show everybody how you would handle this if it was your search? Is that what you're telling us? Because I couldn't 100%. understand what you just said. Yes, what? they send in their live. They send in their live jobs, and I work on them. Okay, and talk louder, will you? I hope you're louder than this on your on your own thing. Okay, <laughs> I have a better and, microphone. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I told you to be on a good one for this, but I'm, my show's not good enough. Okay. The other thing is, okay, but you make a point on your website of saying, "Hey." I'm not going to do your search for you. So you're just showing them the strategy you would use. You're not doing the whole search in that 90 no, minutes. Doing, Is that right? I'm doing the search live. I'm doing the search live, but I'm not handing them a list of candidates. So if you think about all the people that would be on that call, there's competitive issues. Some people don't want to tell which clients they have so we can mask it, but I'm yeah. doing the live search for them. They're welcome to write it down, follow up. What we're doing, we're just not handing them list of candidates when they're done. Okay, I, I have a, for bucks a month. I've got a. I've it's got sourcingworklab.com, by the way. Sourcingworklab.com. Oh, that's easy to remember. Sourcingworklab.com. Okay, but you're having another service, uh, lessons for corporate recruiters, but that's not started yet. Is that right? Yeah, I'm I'm a third party guy, so I'm going to stick just to that staffing one. But I do have the community that's launching for corporate, which has one of our favorite sources out there. We're not really publicizing okay. it yet, but that's okay, coming. Okay, final. When's it, what date are you starting? When, when does it start? Uh, I, I launched it this morning. I'm reaching out doing my marketing to different firms Reaching today. out. Don't so say reaching out. You should know. I'm You've emailing. been my friend for I'm a long calling. time. No reaching out on this show. Contact me. Call me. Right. I'm email me. I'm calling and emailing. Okay. Begging, Reach pleading, out to me when you're demanding. in trouble, okay? Okay. Is there anything else you have to tell us? Is there anything else? No, just check it out. Let me know. And if you know someone who needs this service, um, your, your recruiters will get better doing it. And this is what I've learned okay. over the last You want to talk years. about price here? Do you want to talk about price here? Or do you want them to find that out on the website? Oh, it's a, it's Let them go to the website. No, no, no. Let them go. Uh, uh, uh. Let them go oh, to the website. Sorry. It's not really expensive, okay? Go to the website. You can look at pricing there, everybody. Sourcingworklab.com. Okay, Jimmy, thank, thank you. Animal. Okay. Now, Jerry, are you on the line? No. Maureen, are you here? No. I see a 513. Maybe she's muted herself. Is the guest here, Brian Fink? I am, and I have questions for Jim. Well, not right now. What, what questions do you have Later. for Jim? Ask a question. Well, One I mean, question. Look, Jim, 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 you have a strong niche in, in marketing, getting your message out there. Are you going to be t covering how to use content marketing as a recruiting tool? No. Why not? No, this is, 
Um, there's, there's different. It, it, I don't think most recruiters need to be doing that. Um, they're just, it's a totally different skill set. I think you hire He's telling you how to make money, not not how to sit back in your chair and pretend you're going to make money. Okay? <laughs> no, no, it's useful, but it's not what we have a, okay. a gap at the very bottom of recruiters, and that's the idea is to yeah, solve okay. that. You know what, Jim? People didn't come here to listen to your ad. Okay? They came for sure. me to ask questions of Brian Fink. Now, if you want to actually participate and tell us how stupid content marketing is, that's another story. I'm open to that. But let me introduce this guy first. His name is The Brian Fink. The Brian Fink. He's a practice leader. I, I, maybe he's changed his title last time. Practice leader at Relis Tech. Okay. Anyway, is there anything else you have to say by way of introduction? We've got to get the show going. Let's get the show going. Okay, so I got to tell you, Brian's come back. He's a return visitor, and I always wanted people who were good talkers, just like Merv Griffin used to have his regulars come in. Not that I liked the Merv Griffin show, but he had these regulars that, you know, all the older people would like, and they came back again and again. And I'm happy to have Brian back. First question, is a mobile phone good for work as a recruiter? Maureen and I think no. Maureen and I think that, only landlines have the clear as a bell um, sound that you need for business. So the person at the other end is not straining to hear you. Uh, he's relaxed or she's relaxed and they can focus on what you're actually saying. What's your opinion on that, Brian Fink? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree. I think you should be using a mobile phone so that your candidate can be able to connect with you whenever it is that they need to talk with you. Also, if you're going over a landline, and then you're forwarding it to your phone, too many SIP packets. You're going to lose that signal. It's going to be a horrible phone call, horrible connection. Yeah. Okay. You, you, we're not talking you, about forwarding. Yeah, we're not talking no, we're about not. forwarding. We're just don't make, you know, don't make a straw man that you can easily attack. I'm talking about picking up my regular landline phone no. as opposed to Dude, my mobile go phone. Mobile. You, need, you need to go mobile, and here, here's uh, another reason to put to it, and you're going to say it's a straw man, whatever. Look, man, if I'm calling you on my cell phone and I'm leaving you that number, I can instantly just go in and I can very quickly text to you and say, hey, I just left you a message. I was wondering if we can talk about X, right? Because I think that most people aren't going to necessarily listen to the phone message that you've got there. Yeah, you could also text from your desktop, but I think this makes it one stop in one device and it knocks out two problems. What about the sound quality? That's what I'm talking about. Maureen, are you there to support me? Is anybody there? Anybody want to talk about this? Anybody got a comment? Right. So you do know that a lot of corporate companies have voice over IP, right? Yeah, and it, okay. it makes for a horrible phone conversation. So, I mean, as animals hold by these companies that supposedly have landlines, they're still building it on voice over IP. So uh-huh. they're technically yeah. not, I mean, not using mobile phones, but it's not landlines. Okay, well, I'm talking about landlines. I'm talking about copper wire landlines. I think that's what I have, okay? I know when people call me on their phones, when J.D. Jason Davis calls me on his phone, the sound is never really good. Now, he uses it for business. (laughs) He's used it for years. Anyway, that's my opinion. I want you guys are mobile boys, okay, right? Nobody else wants to say a word. Next question. Mobile's fine. Yeah. uh, Alan, Alan, do you use mobile? Alan Fleur, yep. mobile? All the time. All the time. For work. Are you on mobile now? 
Are you on mobile no. now? No, I'm at my desk, but my but I was just on a one hour interview call on my mobile. It was great. Okay, because you sound great right now. Okay, that's how you want people to sound. Okay, next question, Brian Fink. What email tester do you use? And by the way, Jim, Jim, I love having you here, but you don't feel obligated, okay? Because you got to do an ad. Don't feel no, obligated. No, no, you can no. just go anytime you want. I skipped okay? the meeting for this. I'm Jim sticking Stink. around. <laughs> okay, there, Brian free Fink. Dessert? I'm sticking. Okay, Brian Fink, what email tester do you use? Maureen put up a question the other day on Facebook, and some people said, you know, email testers aren't any good, and they had different. Do you use an email tester? I use Reportive as the email tester. How do you do that? I go into my I, I go into my Gmail. I put I copy and paste the email address into the uh, into the subject. I mean into the uh, to line, and it brings down on the right hand side column uh, yeah. that person's LinkedIn and social profiles. Uh huh. And but I thought Reportive yeah. was uh, was not working anymore. It still works, eh? Yes, sir. Okay, Reportive. It's an it's a Chrome extension, right? Yep. Okay, Rapportive. Anybody wants to know? Okay, anybody else use an email tester? They want to suggest for Maureen. I've seen other people ask the question as well. Email tester. Anybody want to suggest one? No. Okay, um, fine. Another one. Another one I'd put out there is Hunter because you can do email. You can bulk email verify. If have, you then, have you used it? Have you used it? Okay, mm-hmm. Hunter. Hunter.io. Yep, free version gives me 150 free checks or fines a month. Okay, okay. Now that's different from an email tester. Uh, you use Reportive as an email tester. Hunter is an email finder. Am I right about that? No, you can use Hunter also as an email verification. Okay. What if this is a, the pregnant candidate question? I saw it asked today. Okay. A woman said, a recruiter, I'm curious to see how you handle interviews when the candidate self identifies that she's pregnant. She comes in to see you or she's on the phone with you as a recruiter and she tells you that she's <laughs> pregnant. What would you do? <laughs> wow. That's so uh, funny. No, no, it is isn't. Wow. Animal, were, animal, were you tapping my line about an hour and a half ago? <laughs> this, this literally happened today. Um, I said, that's, hey, that's fantastic. Um, just want to go over the requirements of the role with you and see if that's something that would, uh, see if that's something that would prohibit you from doing the role. No, she's going to take off a year. That's the thing. You hire her the next day, she goes away. Right? You can't say no. You can't rule her out because she's pregnant, I, if I I'm not ru- mistaken. He didn't do anything you to rule her out. I didn't. It's not his decision, and he, ju- and he didn't make it his decision. What would you do, Alan? Same thing he did. He's right. So, yeah, but obviously there, pregnancy is going to interrupt her ability to do the job, but that's not relevant. You just have to say, don't worry about it. That's all you can say. No, Congratulations. Then you've, like then you've acknowledged, no, because then you've acknowledged something about it. His response was, can you do this job? You've just acknowledged it and potentially made it an issue. 
No, I, I see the reverse. He's making an issue. I'm not making an issue. Jim, do you have an opinion? I know you've got a certain you know political orientation. I just stick. I just stick. Well, that is, what does that have to do with it? <laughs> well, I'll you tell you right that, away. That's fantastic because, and you move forward. You know, no, because you, you right probably think – I'm going to guess that you think the government should not be involved in forcing an employer to hire somebody who can't do the job immediately. Hey, yeah, but it's the law, and I don't want women who are pregnant who want to work to not be able to. So I don't even, uh-huh. I don't even worry or think about these things. Great. I mean, you know, she's just to me, she's just trying to let me know so I don't say, are you pregnant or blurt something out? Can she uh-huh. do the job? Is she going to stick around? You know, if she's trying to, to, to trying to be shady about the company, I, I haven't run into that very often. So I'm okay. not, I'm not I thought, concerned I about Kansas it. I Kansas was the only state was the only state where you could ask, are you pregnant? Oh, really? You can ask whatever you want. It's just you can't use that information when you're making a hiring decision. Michael G. Cox. That's evident. Michael G. Cox, you got the final (laughs) word. What would you do? You don't – You really – you can't say. You don't want to say, do you? It's okay. No, no, I, I can say. You just don't use that information in your hiring decision. Okay, but when she talks to, when she says, hey, Mike, I want you to know something. I'm uh, six months pregnant. And you say, you think I don't know? <laughs> oh, jeez. Huh? Yeah, and? Move on with okay. the conversation. You don't... Okay, next, next question. And then move on. Yeah. Next question. I saw, this on Jerry, I saw this on Jerry's group, okay? A company has uh, two or three candidates on their short list, you know, and you sent in one what, of them. What group are you talking about? Oh, here he is. <laughs> The gurus, you I complimented you in the introduction that you weren't here to hear, Jerry. Recruiter to make placement. Yeah, okay, yeah. thank you. Yeah, thank anyway, you. so one of our friends, uh, a past guest on this show, he's a friend of me. Uh, <laughs> he's a friend of me. And uh, he said he had a candidate who was the number one candidate, shortlisted. But the company wants to go for the number two candidate so they don't have to pay a fee. So let's imagine that happens. They hire the two, number two candidate. You tell your number one candidate this is the reason they don't want to pay fifteen dollars or $20,000 to hire you, right? Six months you later. You wouldn't do that. Yeah, why would you tell them? No kidding. What are you yeah. going to tell them? And why, why, wouldn't, why wouldn't you get out of your ah. own way and take, a, and take a ding on the fee to get your guy in there ah. if you feel that confident about him? Jerry doesn't believe in that, do you, Jerry? It's all situational. But no, not really. Not Does really. anyone else agree with that? Hey, wait, wait, sorry, wait, man. My fee is so high, you don't get the job. Dude, what would you say? Guy who says it's worth taking a punch in the stomach? Like, <laughs> come on. Like, come on, man. Like, shave five or ten thousand dollars out of it to make it competitive. Come on. I th- th- that is so rare that that would happen. I would just have to just think about think about the situation. You know, uh, it it doesn't happen. Jim Durbin, yes, it does happen. You know when it happens? Not like this situation, but when you're a few thousand dollars off between what the candidate wants and what the company's willing to give. Uh, they want uh, 90. Company wants to pay 85. The recruiter said, "I'll take a hit for five, that $5,000." I've seen people discuss it on a regular basis. I've done it. Jim Durbin, your I've opinion. I did it. The animal, you switched the subject. 
No, I didn't. It's similar. Yes, not similar. You did switch it. No, I switched it. That was a bait and switch. I bait and switched it. Jim, got an opinion? Yeah, I've I've done that where you take a little fee off, but that's because I was inexperienced and didn't know what I was doing. I don't think I'd do it again. I mean, if you do it, you don't work with that client again. It's kind of my view. If they're worried about three thousand, they've got other issues. Okay, you know, but you know what? I, that's a that's a weird thing. But that's that's not actually the money. That's someone in the HR or purchasing who's decided that uh, they don't want to work with you. That has nothing to do with the manager. Well, hold on a that's second. Also, I didn't finish. I didn't even politics. get. I didn't even get to finish the question. So six months later, they come back to you, right? And and they say, you know what? We want to go with the first guy. We made a mistake. Now, Jerry interrupted me, but you've already told the first guy they don't want to pay a fee. Otherwise, they loved him, right? Stop, so stop, you, stop. You haven't already told the first guy that. What are you going what to tell him? would do that. I would. God. Me. Me. No. Right, which is why you're kind of not really the best recruiter in the world. I'm not the best <laughs> recruiter in the world. I'll admit no. it. You're right. Hold on. No, no. But what would you yeah. say, Jerry, to the what would you say to the candidate if the client was choosing number two because they didn't want to pay a fee? What would you say to the candidate? I probably just wouldn't call the candidate and I'd send him an email and say they went with somebody else. Sorry, man. Later. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cop I'll out. Keep you in mind. Cop out. Animal, okay. what do you tell them anytime they went with somebody else? Gosh, I, sometimes I don't okay. understand how you how you do this business. I guess it, it Here, makes no e- sense to me. Okay, but look, Jerry. Even if we do it your way, six months later they come back and say we want that guy. Would you call him up and well, say, and what uh, would you say to him? Of course I would. You dumb straight. Of course you would. What? God. No, what would I'm you say? So no, no, I'm so upset about how it went down. I'm not going to call and try to put this together. Jeez. Okay, it's here's what the guy's going to do. Good news, dude. What do you think you're going to say? And then he's going to say. He's going to say, "What? Well, they didn't think I was good enough the first time around. Now they're now they're finally coming around. They've undervalued me." God. You know something. The way that you project onto all these candidates how you would react, I don't see how you can even make placements in that frame of mind. Brian Fink. We forgot about the Jerry. Brian Fink. Or or Alan. Somebody else tell me what they think. Come on, and we'll move on. I wouldn't negotiate the feeling. not the fee. We're, 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 we've moved on from there. Brian Fink. Brian Fink. Let's ask you. Do you think the candidate. Yes, I think the candidate will take the call, and I think the yes. candidate will be flattered. I, yes. think, I think Jerry's right. You position it, and you say, hey, listen, they realize that they made a mistake. They want to uh-huh. know if you're still available, and you'd be interested in having a conversation. Is that something that you, you'd be excited to do? And if he said, uh, Brian, no, they, these guys don't recognize my value in the first place, uh, you know, yeah. something's wrong over there. Man. Well, they're not. <laughs> Oh, that's so absurd, man. <laughs> okay, animal. I gotta agree with him. I gotta agree with him. Unbelievable. Here, here's one animal. Here's a dirty. Here's a dirty little secret. If anybody, if any recruiter wants to really have increased success, 
if you're doing job, if you're doing similar jobs, they hired Animal for the first one. The next one comes up in <laughs> 60, 90 days. You email those same interviewed candidates that they like, you'll get a 90-plus percent response rate, and chances are good you may end up hiring one of them. So, yeah, call okay. them back. Okay. But, but why, why do you even have to – why do you have to call the guy and say, uh, the other co- they made a mistake? Yeah, really? Dude, it's, hey, good news. The other guy didn't work out. Yeah. Lucky, if today's your lucky day, the guy fell flat on his face. <laughs> I, I, are you in sales or what, man? I don't no, know. He's, not, he's, a media, he, he's a media guy. Hey, didn't somebody, <laughs> didn't somebody <laughs> just say they agree with me? Who agreed with me? I know. Who, I, I, I Who agreed, agreed with me? Durbin. I somewhat agree. Okay, thank you, I'd Jim. I'd be nervous about that. No, wait, what are I'm you agreeing with, Durbin? I'm saying that I'd be nervous about calling the person back or whether or not I would have told them. If they just did it for the fee and it was clear and the manager and I didn't cut off contact, I'm not sure I'd keep working with the client. I think I might tell the candidate. It depends. It depends. You know, yeah. And if they called back, I'd say, yeah, they did it, but this makes me nervous. It, Okay. Because I feel like okay. I should go out and get better clients if that's happening. Okay, I got to do an ad. Yeah, Jim, Please. Jim, stop. Hold it. Yes, Jim, you have moved on from the company that didn't want to pay your fee, so they hired the number two guy, and you've got better clients, and everything's great, and you're super busy. Life is great. Company called you back and says, Jim, we made a mistake. This guy didn't turn out so well. Can we look at uh, hiring an animal again? You're well, not going to make like a big oh philosophical deal. You're not like going to do anything that's... other than call that guy and say, hey, I got some good news, man. If I get to make a pay. So if they're on their knees, and pretend like we have these philosophical perspectives on all this. the CFO. <laughs> you know what? I, I, see it as not, I don't see it as good news. I see it as they didn't like you. Now, for some reason, they're, you know, your second best. You could imagine if, uh, yeah. you know. Really? You know, this, this group. Mm, this group you, that, well, not not that. Yeah, I don't agree with that. Okay. Yeah, I gotta do an ad. Hey, hey, hey! hey I, I, don't make me block everybody. I gotta if do an I ad. If I was a sponsor, Just... I'd be withdrawing my support for this show. <laughs> the incompetence that I'm experiencing is blowing my mind. Okay, well, Jerry, everybody else gets to talk too. It's not just me. But I want to tell everybody right now about my friend and sponsor. Martin Snyder over at PC Recruiter. He uh, gets in touch with me every once in a while, and he wants to tell me what I should say about him on this show, right? And the other day, he told me that I should be talking about lists. Lists. I can't even say it clearly. He said, animal recruiters like lists, L-I-S-T-S. And I see, he says, if you want to win a recruiter's heart, Don't get her chocolates. You've got to give her good lists, right? And no recruiting software has better listing tools than PC Recruiter. Nobody! But I said, Marty, 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 who do you think listens to this show? A bunch of techies? Here's what I like to say, something nice and simple. PC Recruiter loves you. They love you. It doesn't matter what kind of recruiter you are. You can be a headhunter or a corporate recruiter or in a temp agency. PC Recruiter is inclusive. It handles all kinds of recruiters. 
Oh, boy. Can, any, can you hear that ambulance? They are excited about PC Recruiter. And, in fact, listen to this. When you're on hold, if you phone up to PC Recruiter and they put you on hold, you know what the phone system plays? It plays a song. If loving you is wrong, we don't want to be right. Okay? They love you. I said it too many times already. Just go check them out at PCRecruiter.net. PCRecruiter.net. And don't listen to Jerry. Please keep sponsoring this show. Okay, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Back to the show. Brian Fink, uh, you use IFTTT. Am I right about that? Yeah, I use IFTTT. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you use it? How can a recruiter use it? Is, is it a really valuable tool or not so important? I think it's a pretty valuable tool because it automates some pretty simple tasks for you. I mean, their are applications or they're different um, – like for instance, if I've got a if I've got a resume that comes into any single email address that I have, I've yeah. got it where it forwards and parses automatically, right? Um, I've got it where yeah. it parses into Evernote, so I can read that pretty quickly. Um, I, I think that also for texting, it's a great tool for texting. I F T T. Does anybody else use mm-hmm. it? I F T T T. Anybody else? No, yeah. not for okay. not for that, but. Okay. What do you are use you it for? It to, hold on, wait. So, so the other part is, how do you update your phone book with your connections from LinkedIn? Because you can do that as well. Yep. You know, you can you can have it where anytime you add a connection to LinkedIn, that it will export that person and update it to your phone or put it to a Google spreadsheet. Alternatively, you know, uh, you can set it up so that you can get those leads instead of wasting your time trying to figure out who it is that you should be calling because you said recruiters like lists. What about making yeah. sure that every time you get somebody who joins you on LinkedIn or, or follows you on Twitter, like Alan sent, Alan's following me on Twitter. He got an automated response saying, hey, man, why don't you join me on LinkedIn? Okay. Is it hard to use? Are the dummies going to be able to figure it out? Am I going to be able to figure it out? Or, or is it technical? You will, you will be able to figure it out. Okay, uh, good. Good. Uh, do you the, the other, uh, the, the, with the uh, hey animal? One of the other things yeah. that I really like, and I know you had me on to talk about Twitter before, is that yeah. you know I can't I can't always know when people that I want to talk to are talking about what it is I want to talk to them about. You can yeah. set it up to make sure that Twitter will just go ahead and stalk those people for you and track those conversations they're having, both the user and the hashtag, and get those leads, get those conversations just emailed to you. Okay, IFTTT, everybody. That's enough. Okay, listen. Uh, I, there's an article in, in a Toronto newspaper, National Post, and I, I think actually it came from England, the article, and it said that a lot of men are getting cosmetic surgery to compete for jobs. Uh, you know how we recruiters, they're always saying we just want to use people, and recruiters say, no, no, we help everybody, we give them good advice. Should Brian Fink, should, you know, if you see someone's got bags under his eyes or on the lines on his forehead, is it okay to tell him, you know, go get a shot of Botox? It might help you. No, man, that's not cool. Anybody, would anybody support that who's here on the line? I'd tell it to my friends. Yeah. Oh, would you? Yeah, friends are different than a candidate. Yeah. But you know, you, you got that to women. <laughs> I don't know. Listen. There's something to be said about you got to figure out how to go gracefully, man. 
Like if you're aging, go with it. If you're if you're losing your hair, shave your freaking head. You know, well, if yeah. you're getting older, yeah. you know, you should be far enough along in your career that people want you for your knowledge. Jeremy and, Roberts, and the, that's Jeremy Roberts, the great Jeremy Roberts. I thought I heard you before. Look, Jeremy, but he lost all of his know, hair. That's that's where that's yeah, coming from. This this isn't a case. <laughs> This isn't a case where, you know, you, we're talking about how moral you are and how humble you are and, and, you know, realistic. This is a case where you're dealing with prejudice against older workers, okay? So if you think that they're going to think that you're too old because you've got lines on your face, why shouldn't you pep yourself up a bit? And not only that, there's an article obviously published around the world by the British Surgeon, Cosmetic Surgeons Association that said the rates of this stuff is going up. Men are using it a lot more. Why can't you send that to somebody who's been looking for a while and you've actually seen his picture oh. and think, hey, this guy, this guy's a bit tired looking. It may be, maybe oh he's rude. You're focusing oh, on the wrong stuff, dude. If, if that candidate oh doesn't God. have the experience, the ability, you you're focused on the wrong thing. You don't, do you really well, think that a prettier face is going to make that much of a difference? That's Michael so G. Cox, are you saying there's no concern that if you've got a bunch of people in their 20s in your office that they might not want to hire someone who's 50 years old because people are not going to work want to work with their dad? I think we've gotten oh, yeah, way too far on the other end of the spectrum with regard to culture where we're yeah. focused on trying to, you know, everybody should be the same age and dress the same. People have, seem to have forgotten the the value of working with people that are totally different from them mm-hmm. and, as far as age and, and you know, the way they look and, and just trying to work with people that are different. You're just but, way okay. too focused yeah. on the physical in that question. You know what? An animal. Oh, hold on, animal. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. So, yeah. so number one, number one, number one. Oh my God! A plastic surgeon association is pushing you should do plastic surgery. Oh my God! I'm amazed. Number two, it's more of a gen. Back it up a little bit from more of a general perspective. What if I have a twenty-something that's an absolute slob, doesn't doesn't shower, goes into the interview in jeans and a ratty-ass T-shirt? Is that any better? Look, it's it's about character, it's about attitude, it's about ability. I'd rather have somebody that's older, experienced, is put together for their level and has a good attitude rather than some attitudinal 20-something that just pulled the last thing out of GQ, put it on, and thinks they're all that in a side of fries. They can kiss mine. Okay, uh, I'm that, not going to kiss. That's, that's okay. not a problem. <laughs> what? That's, yeah. that's our it's like saying we don't want to hire the crypt keeper, but we don't want to hire the, the baby either. Yeah. People judge each other on their appearance. It is a fact of life. If you're in industry, if you're in Hollywood, yeah. if you're in marketing, if you're in sales, how you dress, how you look matter. You may have yes. to do it. And you Put present it appropriately. For premium. Moving on. Yeah, just Moving life. on. That, that's on. if all Moving things. On. So don't Flip move a on. Fat lady, a Weight Watchers pamphlet. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm here. No. But and look, animal. No. I'm here oh, in L. A. We we never have. L. A. is never about looks. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta move water. on. That's Gotta it. move on. Hey, Brian Fink, Brian are you with me? Brian Fink, are you there? I am. I okay. Am. You get first uh, dibs on this one. Okay. The Glen. Don't blame me. This is Glenn Kathy. Everybody respects Glenn Kathy. Nobody respects me. But. I'm quoting him. Wah, wah, okay. Wah. 
Here's what he says. He says, many people feel compelled to correct, correct wrong statements and share their opinion on polarizing topics. That's true. I'm one of those people. He said, you can use this inclination against them. Those are my words, but that's essentially what he said. He said, when you're making your first contact with someone you want to recruit, he says, make false statements deliberately, make errors, say things that aren't correct, and people will feel compelled to speak with you. People who might ignore you otherwise and not even return your email or acknowledge that they received it, they're going to talk to you just to put you on the right path. What do you think about that? It is the new negotiation book by Chris Voss, the FBI negotiator. His whole point is people love to correct you, so give them an opportunity in negotiation. I'm pretty sure Glenn must have read the book and pushed it. He, was, read, uh, he, re- no, he, he read a different social engineering book that, that Jeremy Roberts recommended, I think. Jeremy, remember that book that you were uh, pushing? You liked I it. I do. The like social Chris, engineering book? Chris had, Chris had an yeah, Chris he read that book. Knee, I believe it was, yeah. Yeah, that Hungarian guy. Anyway, he read that book, and I think that's where he got it. So, so Jim Durbin saying that's a legitimate thing. Would you use it, uh, Brian Fink, in a, in an email? Nope. Why nope. not? Why not? Uh, I I think that I think it'd be a nice hook if you're trying to. No, I don't think it's a nice hook. I'm not going to dress it up. I think it's a mistake. I think reaching out to a candidate and trying to presume that you know everything about a field is a mistake as well. But I don't think coming, I don't think reaching out to a job developer and saying, I noticed you have some JavaScript experience. Would you mind talking about it? I don't I think that's dumb. I think okay, no, that's this is, good. I mean, like, this is a bad this is, you, you, you're, you know what? You're changing the question. Hey. Do you want to do a? Do you want to do a? Oh, no, that okay. was an example. Oh, jeez. Wait, Jerry, do you agree with me or disagree with me on this? That, like, you look. I mean, you look. Ugh. You look dumb. Okay, that's my argument against it. You're going to look stupid. The person's going to say, "This guy's so dumb. Why should I ever reply? Why should I reply to him if he's making these stupid mistakes?" Okay, that's my opinion. But Brian Fink. Yeah. You said you want to do the hire tool ad. Are you going to do it, or should oh I goodness. do it? Well, uh, you didn't prepare. You, I, I'll be more. Th- no, I'll be more than happy to do it. Um, my okay, recruiters, but, my, uh, but be my it input, loud, loud, uh, loud. Be, okay, be it loud. All right. Uh, yesterday, my interns who were going through sourcing with me and bullion and whatever, one of them notices it on my desk, and they said, "Why did we waste two hours talking about bullion?" when you just could have showed us that one tool and we could have done all these searches in a matter of minutes. And I think that that's probably one of the most compelling reasons to use higher tools that when you're banging your head up against the wall about a search that you may not be familiar with, or you may be searching in an environment that you haven't used before, like GitHub, which is different to search, of course, than LinkedIn. Uh, I think that it allows you to have that cross, uh, that cross platform pollination. You're able to dig into a lot of different places and look, NIN's going to help you with it. At, at no cost, right? Like it doesn't hurt to take the trial. It doesn't hurt to use the trial version of it. You are going to miss out on a lot of the artificial intelligence piece of it. Um, I really think that it's got to be the sharpest tool in the shed, the sharpest thing that's out there. Um, and they're getting more and more phone numbers every day. It, it's, I love it. it it's okay. fantastic. Okay. Hire tool. H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. 
T-U-A-L. And he was talking about Nintran, N-I-N-H-T-R-A-N. You can find him on Facebook. He's everywhere. You can find him on Twitter. I think it's Nintran09. He will give you a demo that you will enjoy because it's very practical. No pressure at all. I liked it. And I thought it was fun. And I don't usually enjoy sales situations. He'll show you how to do a search. Just like Jimmy is going to show his students how to do searches on what's the name of your website, Jim Durbin? Sourcing Work Labs. Sourcing Work Labs. Well, when you do a demo with, with Nin, he shows you how to use higher tools. Just like Jimmy's going to show you how to do searches okay and uh let me see if you know i had a real long one talking about dean da costa telling you i'll just to say briefly there's contact finders and then there's full range sourcing tools like brian fink said with that fantastic ad thank you brian higher tool is a full range sourcing tool okay back to the show uh, let me see brian now i'll get to a longer question i read uh, uh, an article and I posted it on my Facebook group and it said, these are the hardest to fill technical skills. And you told me that you recruit, I think for eight of them all the time. I'm going to read through the list quickly. Cloud security, J boss app server, metadata design, integration, architecture, distributed computing, information, architecture, Apache Kafka, Web Services Security, sorry, everybody, it's boring, maybe, Salesforce Integration, and Cloud Computing. So you're recruiting all these things. Obviously, the article says they're the hardest to fill, I assume, because the, uh, there's a scarcity of free people. Everybody's working who has those skills. How do you fill those jobs? Is there anything you can tell us specifically? Uh, yeah. Specifically, I will go to meetups in New York, in Atlanta, and Chicago, to meet with these uh, with people who are doing forward-thinking things with things like uh, with software applications like Kubernetes. Uh, we're a partner to Amazon. We are constantly having to swim in, swim in this around cloud computing, around migration, around cloud security. Really get into that. Uh, we talked about content marketing. We host probably once a week, a different um, virtual classroom where we bring somebody in from an Amazon or one of those other partners to talk about that specific area. Uh, when we're promoting that and when we're getting that contact information, the person who's registered, we can figure out if they're a hiring manager or if they're one of these candidates who wants to learn more about it. Um, I am very active on the different Slack channels, trying to find people who are talking about this, whether they're across the world, or whether they're in our own backyard. Uh, I can okay, say hold on a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. It sounds like you guys are spending a lot of money because you're traveling. You're in Atlanta. You're traveling to New York and Chicago just to go to meetups, right? Yeah. And then you're, are you you're hiring. Uh, well, you know, somebody's got to have the money to spend. I don't know. Is that, is that a requirement to get these hard-to-find people? or hard to find skills? I think that you can, like I mentioned Slack, I think you can do a lot of things on Slack to find the right person. I think you can look on GitHub. You talk about Apache Kafka, why don't you go, I, I got to credit um, Steve Levy with this one, is that why don't you go to apache.org 
and look to the people who are actually writing those different frameworks, those different utilizations, and see who's following them on GitHub, right? Like go find their repositories, find who's following them, find who's contributing to that piece of it, who's really dialed into the conversation. And that's a tip that Steve suggested to me, I think maybe about seven months ago, and it's been really, uh, really, uh, a really strong idea and a strong practice that we put in here when we're looking for that, uh, particularly for an Apache skill set like Kafka. Okay, next question. So you've you've actually established contact. You've identified some people. Uh, how do you get them to make a move? What's what's going to make these guys move? Obviously, they're, they some of them must be happy where they are. So, so I ask them what they want to do next. Right. Uh, you, we talked about vehicles over over LinkedIn. Find out what vehicle they're looking to to get into. Like, what is their long term journey? What's their long term plan? Where do they want to get to today and tomorrow? Right. Like, instead of instead of saying, "Hey, would you make a lateral?" Find out what it is that they're looking for. Understand not just the compensation piece of it. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, but do they have long term plans? Does anyone have long term plans? Uh, I, w- I think that there are a fair amount of people that I speak to that have long-term plans. Like, like what? Talk to somebody like that, what? That they want to be a CTO or they want to be a CIO that's fo- focused on TEDD. And frankly, if you're in a large company like an ADP, that's not going to happen at that organization. So let's have a conversation about what it would be like if you left an organization like that and you led a team that was maybe two people larger than the team that you're running now today so that you'd be exposed to, one, more leadership, two, uh, being able to push the needle when it comes to imposing other technologies or discovering what other technologies that you can put into place. I mean, I think that's an argument that runs pretty regularly when you're trying to recruit somebody out of a machine, right, um, or, or kind of a company that might have that, that kind of, uh, you know, that largeness to it that people can't really maneuver around it or they're not going to be recognized uh, as that type of contributor, moving them from one size organization to another. Um, I think that somebody um, I would, I'd point to that actually with a guy named uh, Billy Kersnowski that I worked with uh, for a number of years. Uh, Billy was actually, if I remember correctly, Billy was with Razorfish. This is after Razorfish, how they, after they'd kind of blown up. Um, I asked him, you know, uh, he's a, he's a marketing, um, he's a marketing engineer, I'd asked him, you know, what is it that you ultimately want that you want to that you want to see yourself as? And I expected for him to say, oh, I want to be a CMO. And he's like, well, I want to be a director of advertising technology. I was like, well, what's that? We kind of kind of got into it. And I called him back when I had a role with a startup named Critio. It was out of France. They only had like about 150 people at the time. Was he was able to move into a role where he reported directly to the Okay, CEO, let me ask you a question and wrap this up. I'm sorry we're not spending more time on it. It's interesting. You'll come back again and we'll talk about it. But here's my question. You are posing, positioning yourself as someone who can tell somebody who's doing the job what their career path is. I mean, how much assurance do you have that you know that your next move is going to really move them on this theoretical destination that they have? Well, we, we've got to make – they're the one that's laying out the what they want, right? It, it's like it's like a waiter saying what kind of steak do you want, and you say a 14-ounce New York strip, and I'm bringing you a 16-ounce piece of prime rib. Yeah, they're both both beef, and they both are 14 ounces, but that really doesn't get you what you wanted. So I, I think as a recruiter, it's our responsibility to understand not only what our client, the company, wants, but also our client 
the candidate wants to be able to make a move and to be able to use that currency, right? I mean, and, and maybe it isn't necessarily a career move. Maybe somebody is like, hey, I hate commuting two hours in San Francisco. Yeah, but that's, I'd really that's like more to common. Roll. No, no, that's run of the mill. That's run of the mill. I'm wondering how you're positioning yourself well, as a career, a career counselor. Well because, you are wait, positioning wait, 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 yourself slow, as slow, a, let slow, me talk. Let, let me talk as a career counselor. Let you scream. Scream. Let it out. Yeah. I have Take to talk to somebody. somebody. Mm-hmm. There's too much noise. Yeah. Okay. You're positioning yourself as a career counselor. I'm going to let the guys comment on that as soon as I do my next ad. I get so excited, I forget to do the ads in the beginning of the show. Now, if these guys sponsors, Jerry, want to get rid of me, that's why they should get rid of me. Because people are listening in the first part of the show. Okay. The other day, Jerry, I'm going to talk about Jerry again. He posted a picture of himself with a seal, a seal beside him on Facebook. And he asked a question about applicant tracking systems. And it got lots of answers. That's the most common question on Facebook. What applicant tracking system should I use? Here's what Stephen Schwartz said. Okay, I don't know, Steve. He said, hello, PC Recruiter rules. PC Recruiter rules. You know why? Great support. An excellent product with features that help me make placements. It's totally worth the cost compared to the value. Steven Schwartz, somebody else, I'm a solo recruiter. I'm a solo, and I use PC Recruiter, and I'm happy with it, even though I probably don't use half the features. Here's Nick Mazur. I'll name somebody again. He says, we use PC Recruiter, and you know what? We love it. I did demos for a ton of systems, lots of them. And PC Recruiter has the most robust features. That's a word I never use in everyday life, robust. But these technical people like it. And finally, I've been using PC Recruiter for six months, months. Okay, I, I won't, I'm having trouble pronouncing it. But they said, this guy said, it's very configurable. And that's true. It's very configurable, but I'll give you a caveat. You've got to get some training. PC Recruiter supplies it, but if you really want to use your recruiting software uh, to uh, really maximize its value to you, you've got to do training. It's not so intuitive, okay? And you can get it from PC Recruiter. So go to PCRecruiter.net, 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 and tell them I sent you. Okay, back to the show. And we, you know, there's so many questions to talk about. I'm having fun today, but is there something you would like to raise, Brian, that I haven't talked about? Are you still there? I'm still here. Hello. I'm, I'm trying to. Hey, 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 hey. Okay. Hello? Does anybody want to comment on what he said before the ad about being able to lead people towards their desired future i don't feel capable of doing that does anybody here say hey this is your goal five years from now this move is going to do that for you can anybody do that does anybody know how to do that i'm literally building a robot that's going to do that <laughs> oh god I'm not kidding i have a robot oh, we have the front end that's the entire point is to break uh, this down but i like that that's half the problem We've got too okay. many people hitting apply, and they don't—they're not good candidates. We have to teach them how to apply. 
Yeah. Well, okay. That's something line. different. I think there's, I want to, I, I want to go back to that. I don't think it's just about teaching them how to apply. I think there's only 1% of the people out there that really want to do the work. Right. Like I think there are a lot of people who are smart enough, but we're all on the, we're all in this conversation as we actually do the work and we can give examples about it. I got to wonder how many people do you think we talk to say they want to be a CMO, a CTO, a CEO, an entrepreneur. How many of them do you think really can do the work? I don't know what you're talking about. I, I haven't got a clue what you're saying. Okay, let me move on so the show doesn't die in the last 10 minutes. Rich Rosen. I think, isn't he the guy who's a, a, a million-dollar biller? Okay. Anyway, he said recruiting is sales, and most people in sales are not good at their job. Brian Fink, do you agree? I agree because they don't want to listen. What do you mean? They want to sell something, right? They're, yeah. they're, not, they're not searching for what the actual problem is that they're trying to solve. Do you have an example? You don't have to. Have you seen somebody? <laughs> I gave examples earlier, and you called me a, a high school uh, guidance counselor. <laughs> I, 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 I don't that? know what you're talking let's, about. Let's Come on, move it, move it, move it. Play it to the last ten, so the show doesn't yeah, die. Just keep moving. Just keep moving. Don't talk to me about what I did ten minutes ago. Just keep moving. <laughs> okay, I got a question here. This is one I wanted to answer. I'm going to go back to Glenn Kathy. Don't you know? It's not me. Oh, it's God. Glenn, the Boolean black belt. He says that you should put some appropriate humor into your emails and voicemails to make yourself seem warm. Because there's this theory that in the first few seconds, if someone has contact with you, they want to make sure that you're competent and that they like you, right? And so he does another thing to make himself seem competent. But here's how Glenn Cathy makes himself seem warm. He puts some appropriate humor. What is appropriate humor? I couldn't figure it out. Does anybody know Brian Fink? God. He means don't tell a joke, but make some reference that they'd kindly understand. Reference yeah. something that they mentioned that was funny on their social. Mm-hmm. I think that's a bad blanket. Yeah. Bad blanket advice. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. It depends on who you're selling to and what you're trying to do. Yeah. I don't want my recruiter being funny. No. That makes me think that every, they're not. I got to tell you something, Jim. Almost every recruiter who comes on this show or who writes an article about contacting people for the first time says, try to include some humor. And you're saying that's wrong. I would say that we're so bad at contacting people that any sign of life improves those open yeah. rates. And when you look at the actual examples of them sending it out, you're appalled at how badly people are being funny. Right. Okay, I, I, I think maybe you're right. So bad, anything works, which is terrible. Brian Fink, Brian Fink, are you funny? Do you try to put in appropriate humor? Oh, I make the jokes all the time. Like what? In your emails or your voicemails? Like what? No, in, 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 my, in my email subject line. I'm like, yeah. hey, would you come be our chef? Really? C-H-E-F-F? <laughs> yeah. I, I sent that oh, yeah. yeah. on a email. It's a pun. Oh, yeah. It's a chef yeah. pun. It's a pun. Put, it's a pun. Uh-huh. See, yeah. that's the highest form of humor. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. And sometimes I'll even put, yeah, I know, another boring email at the end of it. Really? You'll put it. You'll put that in a subject line, and they'll reply. I have, 
You damn straight they do. Yeah, wait. Uh-huh. Um, I have two. I, I have two emails that people reply to all the time. The first one is second request, and shortly behind that is meh, M E H. Mm-hmm. They reply to that. Yeah. Totally reply to it. Oh yeah, yeah. the open yeah. meh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And if you okay. and on on a job on an e on a on for, on every now and then on a, on technical I've put only two lines of the job and the rest of it was because I'm a wannabe geek and I've said I can't do your job and then at the end I'll say do me a favor reply one reply and tell me to pound sand two reply and tell me you might be interested and you want to talk three reply with a joke it's been a really it's been a really dry humor week and a lot of times I'll just get replies with a good joke and they'll say hey this was the most refreshing email I've gotten in a long time uh huh and how what terrible is, is that? Do, do you guys ever text <laughs> GIFs or send people YouTube clips? You do I that? I don't start like that. Uh, you do, I, I, I kind of like that know. idea. I like it. There's lots of funny so, funny uh, if YouTube some, videos of kittens and things like that. No, man. I'm, I'm, ta- I'm talking about like real things, you know, like movies that people re- realize that are part of pop culture, not kittens. But like you know, a candidate that you that you're trying to hunt down, you send her the gift of Gloria from Wedding Crashers. I will find you. Come on. Yeah. I get a, I get a response out of that nine out of ten times. Really? Or a geek? Yeah. Or a turbo yeah. geek? Send them a send them a niche little Star Wars thing. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I exactly. like those two cats. I like those two cats ringing the bells. You know, I, I uh, like that. Well, was that the? Did you use that the last time you did a search animal? <laughs> I've never used it, but I didn't, I never even had the idea. I learned something. That's my takeaway from the show. Brian Brian Fink says use videos, and I think, yeah, hey, why not? Here's a funny video for you. But I, I, I can't imagine can video with what he does. Yeah, I can't imagine this, putting this that. This is why you have to know your audience. You can't do that to yeah. everybody. I can't imagine putting meh. <laughs> in the subject line of a recruiting so, email. That's so beyond, I will, I will beyond you, me. I will send you so I will send you the Met email. The Met email has you know, whatever role it is that I'm working on, say if you'd like to talk about it, great, let's make some time. If not, here's my favorite episode of Seinfeld. And it's a link to YouTube <laughs> and it's the master of my domain. Um oh, wow. like, Oi, right, okay, so like <laughs> so like what what millennial what millennial doesn't doesn't still watch a Seinfeld rerun. Oh, do right? they? I don't like, know. Uh, so I've got the I, I have the link with a bit.ly, so the answer is yes. They watch it. Okay. Okay. Okay, there you go, everybody. Send these funny videos, and, and people will respond to you. Don't – here's – I would say it's better. Don't make yourself look stupid by making a deliberate mistake. <laughs> Send them a video instead, right? Okay, i got to do the rundown. I want to thank – my fantastic guest today. I hope he comes back again. The Brian Fink at the Brian Fink. Okay. Put some capitals in that for me, please. Cause I have to put the caps in for him. Whenever I RTU or something, I got to put in caps, the Brian Fink on Twitter. Great guest. The fantastic Jimmy Durbin. What's that thank name you, again? You. What's the name again of your new dot com? What is it? What's the jingle? Sourcing work com. Yeah, he needs a jingle. jingle. He needs a jingle. Okay. The great, 
Yeah, the great oh, Michael God. G. Cox. <laughs> the great Michael G. Cox down in Texas. Jeremy Roberts, the fantastic Jeremy Roberts in Texas. I heard Maureen laughing, so I know she's here. The most famous phone sourcer in the world. Jerry, I can't hear any noise from his truck, so I don't think he's there anymore, but thanks for coming. <laughs> Did I forget anybody? I don't think so. Thank you! Not a pretty picture. I would not interview like this. 